0: This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this
1: good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing. If you or a loved one need mental health assistance or are experiencing a mental health crisis, call Lifeline 24-7 on 13 11 14. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of FYI, All Things Mental Wellness. This week's guest is a bit of an all-rounder, really. His skills and talents are diverse. By day, he's a sales manager for a local building company, Haydar Homes. And in his spare time, he is into photography, videography, and it's not unusual to see him tucked away behind a camera lens at a local football or cricket match. He's a husband and a father to four beautiful children. He has a larger-than-life personality. He lights up a room with his infectious smile and has a personality that oozes confidence and warmth. I'm excited to have a chat with him about his journey through mental illness and what his world looks like. Some of you may be surprised of the day-to-day struggles that someone with his personality type can go through. Travis Cartwright, welcome to FYI. Thank
2: you, Nadia. Thank you, Bernie. And I should say thank you so much for creating this platform for people to come on and um, share their stories.
1: Thank you. And That's... and for the
2: people that have shared to date, it's been awesome.
1: Absolutely. It's Thank you for those kind words. And um, it is something that Bernie and I, a little bucket list for it was we want to. We want people to come forward and share their stories. So thank you again for coming on and, and being brave enough, I guess.
0: Yeah. Um, it's funny too, mate, isn't it? We talk about people coming on and sharing their stories, but often we don't think we've got a story.
2: Yeah, yeah we've spoken about that too. And I've grappled with that and I think we caught up and, and mm. I said to I'd, I, I've listened to some of these amazing guests and um, they've had these uh, – things have overcome and it's been really inspiring and it's made me feel like, wow, I can get through my struggles. But then Mm. I think, I don't know if my story's worth telling. Yep. Yep. And so obviously we had a chat and I wanted to make sure that you thought
1: it was worth. Oh, look, I, you know, everyone thinks their story may not be worth Talking about or, or um, sharing with the wider community, but you know, Trav, I, I walked away going to Bernie. Awesome, awesome, awesome. It's it's an area I think we really haven't touched on yet, and, and that is anxiety. Yes. So, and it's it's a massive passion of mine. Mm. Um, so I believe you have. Let's find out whether you have. Okay, let's but, do this. But you know, I suppose first, Bernie. How did he
0: get in here? with balls big enough to sit in front of a microphone if he's got anxiety in the first place? Uh,
1: How did that happen? Yeah, great question. Tell us. What would you do, mate?
2: um, That's true. I've been very nervous about coming on here, although part of me uh, wanted to, I just, you know, you think if you could do something that could help Mm. one other person. And I guess, you see, um, and I'll think about some of the actors and and comedians that um, might go through different struggles and – you know, things happen in their life where they might end their own life, and you, mm-hmm. you just think, I, "I, never saw, I never saw that coming." They seemed so happy, and yep. and, um, mm-hmm. and what happened? Yeah.
0: So their face was, yeah, one thing, but yeah. behind the eyes was a different thing. Yeah, mm.
2: so so you know, that's that's me at, at different times mm. in my my journey. You you, you do feel at sometimes the pressure to to be that energetic person, and, and I do love being that person but sometimes it's harder to be that person it can wear you down too and when
0: you are worn down a bit that's when self-doubt comes in doesn't it true You know those little things in the in the quiet times and you just go oh man i'm constant people are at me five times a minute with phones ringing and emails coming in and my life and my kids and my you know everything else that goes with that (gasps) holy smoke, how do I make this work? Yeah, absolutely. It's a bit like that at times. It eh? does.
2: And I think mm. uh, f- for me, I've found in my life, if there's been a couple of things not going great, I'm okay. I, c- I can deal with that. But if you th- throw a third thing in, it really starts mm. to um, really mm. starts to struggle.
1: So, so Trav, like oh, I've known you personally for, for a lot of years. We grew up in the same small country town together and what have you. But... When do you reckon, because, you know, you're not born, well, I believe, you're not born with anxiety, you're not born with depression. It's something we either, very controversial, we either um, acquire, we learn, uh, we get ill with it, however you feel it, it is. When did you notice or when, when did you get diagnosed, or when did you notice this change in your life with anxiety?
2: Yeah. I guess for me, um, one thing I've always struggled with is am I enough? You know, am I um, tough enough? You know, when I was trying to play football, mm. I was terrible at it. Um, mm. And and, and um, am I, um, you know, am I enough? Am I man? I think it's a real man thing. Bernie, Yeah. You know, yeah. Maybe yep. it's a woman thing too, but um, I, you know that was that's been an underlying current through my my life and then you know you get married and then you know am I a good enough husband? you know uh, and mm-hmm. um, and then you have kids and am I a good enough father? and you screw up stacks, you screw up with your your marriage, you screw up with your kids. We do and it, as I've got older and and the kids uh, um, problems have become more complicated. Mm. it's become you know that question, is always there. Yeah,
1: yep. Yeah. And
2: I guess for me, that just sat in the background. And and to be honest with you, um, one of the things I wanted to share today was about the fact that sometimes having a little bit of that anxiety is a bit of a good thing. It's a bit of a driver. Yep. And it has driven me to, you know, want to be the best at the things that I, I, I could do, So the video photography, you know, connecting yep. with people's sales. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm trying to embrace embrace. Uh, part of, of that drive yes. Uh, through a little bit of anxiety. Mm-hmm. But f- for me, where it really became an issue was uh, uh, when I lost my mum when I was in my early 40s. So she had a brain tumour and it was you know, a terrible, slow, drawn-out process. And I- I've had a, such an amazing – I mean, Myrtleford, what a wonderful place to grow oh, up. Oh,
1: best place to grow up. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. So I had a great, great – childhood, wonderful parents, we did lots of things and two great younger brothers and it was fantastic. Um, And sometimes I wonder that as part of having such a great growing up, other than worrying if you're enough, is you're not taught to deal with, you know, things that go wrong, Mm. particularly uh, grief of losing your parents. So, you you know, I lost grandparents and that along the way, which... You do, and you sort of say to yourself, you know, they've had a good run, and, mm. you know. That's It's right. still sad. Of course.
0: But, but someone taken sooner.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is the shock that you're not mm. used to dealing with. Yeah. So when that came, I didn't know how to deal with it. So I wanted to do the eulogy, and I wanted to do a video of a, a slideshow, so I poured myself into that sort of stuff, and, you know, I didn't cry or get upset, I sort of seemed to have sort of blocked it did out. Did you bury it? Yeah. Mm. And every time I guess after she, uh, after I had time by myself, anytime I'd feel sad, it just was so painful that I just stopped it. And I I just was able to flick a switch and and move off, move off from it.
1: That's powerful. Yeah. That's strength. Oh, I, You know, personally, I'm sitting here going, how did you not cry? Oh, I'm not judging you for yeah. one minute. Oh, I see that as a form of strength in itself. But, in the same token i feel sorry for you because yeah, that must normal. have been that yeah it must it have been very hard
0: do you see it as potentially now yeah not, not I, a, a piece of strength
2: yeah I, I i get how you nadia you would see that and i also understand what you mean bernie i think it almost was the opposite because i i, I don't know if i could d- deal with the pain so i just kept pushing it aside, yep. you just got to deal with this stuff. And if you don't, it just, it just mounts. And it just oh, it keeps. manifests. Yep. It manifests. You're the oldest in manifests. your family. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you're the big brother. Yeah. You're the protector. Yeah. You're the one that everyone fell on. You're the one that had to do it first. Yeah. You're the one that had to succeed. You are the one who takes over. The and the protection of everything is mm. when everything goes wrong. That's your personality, mate.
2: Yeah. And, I, and I'm usually happy to take that role too. I, I, I love being, you know, being that person. But I suppose... This is uh, the same as what we spoke about before. Um, You know, you give out for others and then you're starting to think, well, how am I dealing with this myself? What's my, you know, how am I making sure that I'm taking care of myself Mm -hmm. um, as well as taking care of everyone else in in the family so
1: important Trav and it's like you know who counsels the counsellor so you for your siblings and and your family and your kids and and your lovely wife you're there for them but yeah yeah, absolutely who's there for you and 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 in turn as well obviously not your family because they know you the best but for everyone external from that it's not their fault really either because no. they're looking at you on the outside and going, Trav's got it together. He's okay. It's obviously his, his lovely family network perhaps and yeah. his great personality and he, he's getting through this. So we can't really blame our friends and our work no. colleagues either because no. they can only see what they can see. And, yeah? my, and
2: you know what what I always wanted to do was I wanted to always put on the front that um, I am okay you know, mm. I'm, I've got this together, and, you know, you never wanted anyone to see, you know, that you you ever were struggling with things or you, 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 because you, mm. it's almost like a sign of weakness, which is really great that this is changing now because, you know, I couldn't even spell the word anxiety. It's something I never, ever had experienced mm. until, and it was, just wasn't even in my vocabulary. Yep. And to be honest with you, you know, you, you, you hear people having these panic attacks and that you think, oh, well, um, I don't really. How quite do you get fathom it. that? Yeah. Yeah, where, yeah, how does that happen to somebody yeah. where they can't yeah. breathe because yeah, they're so
0: they're so concerned about something? Absolutely.
2: Mm. So for me, um, you know, as part of I thought my my healing or my grieving process, my my wife and I went to Queensland to a, a spot where we, as a family, when I was young, used to go all the time. And I don't know if that was a good idea or not, but I suppose it. it what it did, it was almost me forcing myself to get upset and remember some of the good times. It was like a, it's like, I'm going to rip this scab off and yep. just see yeah. what happens.
1: Yep. And, and what happened?
2: Uh, yeah, I cried and I hadn't cried um, at all. Um, this is months after the yep. event, uh, yep. the, my mum passing. But the, the key thing that happened was uh, we caught up with one of my mo- wife's friends. I was in the back of her car after we went out for lunch and I had a panic attack
1: i mm. never had
2: anything like that before. And
1: so that was the first time. That was the first time yep. I've ever had. What did that look like?
2: Oh, it was what
0: terrifying. Physically, what was it like?
2: I just had to get out of the car. I d- I, mm. like, And this is, I felt embarrassed for my wife because this is a friend of hers from school that she hadn't seen for a long time. And, you know, I get introduced to her. And again, you know, you're, you're putting the brave face on. I don't even think we mentioned about, you know, what had happened because you just don't want to bother people with sure. that sort of stuff. And we're driving down the road, and I just said, Look, you just got to stop. I just got to get out of the car. And yeah, I, felt right. like, I felt like I was losing yep. it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, so we got out of the car, and I just, I just the, that feeling stayed with me for three days. And on the third day, we had to get in a plane to go back home. I, I just felt uh, claustrophobic in the plane, mm. like um, terrified that I just wanted to get out. Same feeling I had in so the car. So, Trav,
1: just go back for a minute if we can. So, you're in the car, you're with this lifelong friend of, of Sabina's, yep. you've asked her to pull over, you get out, and you're trying to suck air through every crevice, you're yeah, yeah, breathing. Yep. And then what? Because so get... you're obviously dealing with embarrassment. Yeah. And...
2: yeah. I'm thinking she thinks I'm a fruitcake, and oh, then yeah. I'm thinking I think I am a fruitcake, because yep. this is not normal behaviour. Yep. So, I said, look, c- can I sit in the front? I don't know yep. why that would make me feel better, but we, you know, I tried to carry on, but it just yeah. s- stayed stayed with yep. me. So then we get back, and um, I liken it to to some people, and I've done some counseling. I'm happy to share that with you too. Yep. Cause, but uh, it was like I found this door in the back of my mind. I didn't even know it was there. And now that I'd opened it and been through it, I didn't know if I was ever going to be able to fully close it. And I was scared that, you know, whenever I. Got myself into a situation. I was just going to have a panic attack, which just stays with you, twenty four hours a day, seven mm. days a week. You're thinking, "This is," um, and, you know, you try and again and push it aside. That
1: that's common. You know, the fear of when am I going to get another one, which yeah. only exacerbates at all.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, wow. So the flight home must have been oh, a terrible. Was <laughs> terrible. I'm laughing because you know, you're down a path as well and I've been down a very similar path to yours so I'm not laughing at you. Oh, no, I, I no. think sometimes you've got to make a little bit of light humour.
0: Absolutely. Well, if you guys have that connection where, you, you know, you've had similar experiences and yeah. yeah, you can... Would you
1: agree, Trav? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. we could sit here. You've teared me up but then I think, I'm thinking back to all the times I've done these things and people think that, oh gosh, she's a loopy but... <laughs> You know, we're still here to tell the Absolutely. story. I don't think anyone's died of a panic attack. No. So let, let's take the seriousness out of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And go, you know, but bloody hell, when you're having one. Yes. It is the worst. And and to hear you say that feeling, yeah. stay with you for three days, that's yeah. shit
0: house. When you got home, did you jump straight into, you said you've had some therapy. Did you jump no. into a therapy session? Bernie, I did
2: it. And typical man, Bloke. I just thought, oh, that's just, that Pulled was just that. You know, yep. and that was, you know, I'm back now and I'm, I'm
0: fine. I'll take seven deep breaths and I'll yeah. have the whole world back under control. Yeah.
2: Mm. But then what happened was, um, t- again, if you don't deal with this stuff, it doesn't go away. You know, the thought of getting on another plane in, deep down inside was like, I don't know if I can ever get on a plane again mm. from that experience. And uh, I thought, I'll just wait and see, you know, when the opportunity arises, how I feel about it. But it started getting worse to the point where um, it was happening if I was getting into someone else's car where I wasn't yep, the driver. Control. Yeah, I got to the point. Where I think this is this is going to become debilitating to the to the point. I, I could see a road where I was just getting worse and worse. And um, y- you know, you hear stories of people that just can't go outside anymore. Well, you know, I, I was on that path. I could see that the fear of this these panic attacks. Would just stop me from mm, doing anything. The potential
1: they have,
0: and that's when I um went and spoke to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: So how long do you reckon from that moment, from your little hiccup in Queensland, how long did you wait before you seeked help?
2: Oh, it was, it was a few months. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And okay. I and I thought I'd go to a a, a therapist or someone. Yep. And he go, you know what? Just do this, and I'll be fixed.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but, we all think that. Yeah,
2: I just wanted to tell me what what, what to do. Yep. For the first thing that was encouraging, that I realized that I I wasn't losing my mind. Yeah. That this this happens to other people, but I'd never heard of anyone else having this type of thing. I've heard of panic attacks and stuff like mm. that, but nobody that I knew, and that's part of the reason I wanted to be here today because, well, I'm maybe the person someone else will now know that for sure. You know, and I just wanted to let. People know that it's it's real, um, mm.
0: and you're not you're not mad. Mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not you're not different. Yeah, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. How'd you deal with all that with the kids? Oh, um,
2: this is about seven years ago now, and um, yeah. I don't. Know, I don't wonder how much they saw of it. I, I had a, If I ever had a panic attack at home, it would be at night. Mm. I don't know if they s- saw that, um, and I don't know why it happened at night. But, yeah, it was – and then, you know, that's that's part of all that was what where it was going. Mm. To be honest with you, Bernie, part of me being here today – and there's a fear of, you know, is my story relevant or is it worthy or not? But I'm I'm hoping that maybe with my kids well, – Oh, there's they your relevance to it. Yeah. just in a heartbeat. They might hear this. They might realise – because I tell them some things, but I don't know about you with your kids.
0: That well, you guard them from the stuff that you don't want them to be upset. Yeah. You don't want them to mm. feel – well, you're still the dad at the other end, you yes. know, and you still want to be the tough guy for them along yeah, the way. Yeah, no,
1: I disagree from a mother's perspective over here, please. Um, see, I'm quite different. I'm an open book and, you know, I didn't scream to the top of my lungs and told everyone that I met what I was going through, but I certainly told Mitch everything yeah. and and relevant to age as well. You know, when he was younger, there were certain things I didn't tell him, but... Yeah. You know, he he knows a lot. He saw it. I didn't shelter anything away from him whatsoever. But I do understand where you're coming from, Bernie, as well. I mean.
2: They'll hear this um, through the story rather than mm. me. I, I don't know. Correct.
1: Yeah, yeah, as maybe, dad.
2: Maybe it's a dad thing. Whenever I tell yeah. my kids something, they just shut off. Yeah. Um, you know, even when, uh, it's funny, <laughs> um, <laughs> when I was thinking about, um, you know, losing my mum and, um, and looking at my dad, like dads are like your coach yep. you know they'll they'll short shirt short, short and sharp at times and tune you up and you know a bit of tough love and your mum's like your number one fan you know she will just cheer you on. even when you're wrong they're yeah telling you you're you're mm-hmm. rightish and mm-hmm. they're supporting <laughs> you so yeah, so it's, it's really interesting that that role and losing that person. That number one fan in your life to you know support you, but so I think my kids might hear it through a different,
1: from a different angle. That's right, and you know I I know they'll be better people for it, um and be more compassionate and and again they're our game changers. Yeah, their their demographics they're going to change. We're trying, and we're planting those seeds as as Bernie you know, refers to as, but it's your kids and, and my kids and Bernie's kids that are the yeah. real game changers. Think so. At
0: the end of the day too, it, it might spark a conversation at home. Yeah, where, I, I hope. Where, mm. where they might have a chat to you and say, mm. hey, Dad, you know, we – maybe we saw you struggling but we didn't know why. I'm really mm. glad you've told your story and now we understand it a bit better. And yeah, who knows Correct. You know, how, what that conversation's going to take. But even but,
1: more, Bernie, like, because we keep saying, you know, traps, larger-than-life personality, happy, blah, blah, blah. It's going to also teach them to be on the lookout for their mates and yes. yep. their colleagues down the track yeah, right, I've seen this personality before. Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. It's like the truths. our highs are super high. And, you know, mm-hmm. when I'm on fire and, and for a, f- a social function, and I can be just loving it and mm. working the room and, and that. But then your downs are. crashing. Yeah, they do. They. Yep. Bang. Yeah. The, just on the kids, um, yeah, they probably not see me cry much, but they always share a story about one day I, I lost some footage from a wedding and I just sat there and cried. So. Um, I, I don't want them to think that um, the only time I cry when I have a disaster in work, I, I want him to realise there's more that <laughs> only cries. And the only time I ever cry is um, when, for some reason, when footballers retire at the end of the year and I play that montage, I just, I don't know, it just <laughs> <laughs> brings me to tears. That's strange, isn't it? <laughs> no. <Nah.
1: laughs> no judgment here. We don't judge anyone here, do we, Beanie? <laughs> <laughs> no that that's incredible and I, and I love that and I, I it's it's music to my ears to hear that you have shared with your children because that's super 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 important.
0: Yeah. My best guess too is that Sabina your wife. Yes. She must have been pretty solid at the time.
2: Oh she is. Um uh, she my wife is amazing. That's another thing I've got four amazing kids and a, a great marriage. And then I'm still struggling, you know, in certain areas. So, you know, that's the message. You don't have to have a problem. But my wife, she's got amazing tough love. So from a point of view is she's very rock solid and very dependable. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, sometimes um, I, I might need a bit more and, and she, she, she'll give it to me. But she, her general stance on things is she's a very supportive um, but tough.
1: Mm. And you need that. Yeah. You need tough love. Yeah. Because anxiety ain't going to kill you. It's, you're not going to have a panic attack and die as real as they are and as horrible and as debilitating as it is. Yeah. Um, you need some of that tough love you to do. help push yeah, you through. absolutely.
0: That's, that said, when the walls were closing in, and if I don't know if that's the right analogy when, when anxiety yes. starts yeah, to – Yeah, that's a good And you don't know to where you. to turn. Was there a time when you were that deep that you went, I want to get off the bus –
2: Oh yeah, I, I can remember, um, you know, one particular night that I, I you know, like I thought if there was an there was an end the all or all, all switch, I would have hit it yeah. mm. in that moment. I, I never, and I'm I'm not uh, suicidal. I've never had those type of thoughts, but the the pain of the panic attack was like I just want this to end, and I don't know I don't know how I can, and I don't know what's going to get me out of it. It's like a spiral. But I get, I get it. I get.
0: I understand. You can understand it. I'm glad you said that because uh, if you've never been in your shoes, if mm. you've never actually been in that position, you don't feel the gravity of it. You really can't get that. No. And the fact that you can sit here and say, mate, yeah, absolutely. I've <laughs> Bloody hell, I was there. I was close. Mm. Um, that to the rest of us gives me just that little bit of, I don't know, um, reality, if you yeah. like. Mm. But by the same token, you were able to take that deep breath and go, I right, oh, this mm. is what i got to do. This is what I did yesterday. Is, yeah. is that perhaps what you did last time? Yeah. I did this, and that, that That got me to make the walls open a little further.
2: Best thing you can do is seek professional advice. You, you have to, um, and particularly us blokes, you just got to put your hand up and go and see
0: someone. Did it give you the tools by it talking did? to somebody yeah, else? Yeah,
2: absolutely. And the funny thing was, the first person i talked to it didn't quite i I, that just didn't quite connect and and i think um i think that's really important too like you'll you'll you you need to feel that the person you talk to is is the the right person there's got to be a connection yeah yeah so and and i I just kept looking for that quick fix and it's not there's no there's no quick fix there's no do this and you'll be right it's a it's a journey Right and uh th- there's a this um, a process that you you go through to for for me now i haven't had a panic attack for quite some time but i just feel Are until we you decide
0: weeks? to come in here today
1: days weeks <laughs> days, <laughs> days no, weeks no, I'm, months no, i'm talking
2: about a couple of years oh, oh good. wow yeah, good yeah, for cool. you but um it's just an underlying thing and, and and i i just keep thinking that i'd i'd find the thing that would fix it and then it'd be gone but I, it never goes, it's, Mm -hmm. it's something that's there that you just, you need to be aware of and you need to work on it.
0: And, And by working on it, is that a matter of making sure that all the ducks in your life are in the right row? You know, in that, in your workspace, you're as stress free as possible in that world and that your timing is right. And then in your, in your social life, things are the same and, and in your own personal time that you've actually got some personal time. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I skate pretty close to that line
2: from a point of view where I probably push myself. And and part of that was hiding away from the some of the pain was throwing myself into my work. So I've got to be really mm-hmm. careful with that, Bernie, that I don't get to the point where I take on too much and, and get too close
0: to that line and start to feel a bit burnt out. And your anxiety would then come up because you'll realize it, I'm guessing. You gonna then go, oh, shit. I'm spending way too much here and look what I'm sacrificing over here with family and friends and yeah. and, and the good times.
2: Yeah. You know, when you lose someone um, like your parents who, you know, are your heroes, like mm, my mum and dad of are, course. are my hero. And then um, there's a, that feeling of vulnerability like, um, well, it could happen to me, it could happen to my kids. You know, I don't want to have to go through that pain again. And now that my kids are going out and they're getting their license and that, um, I've really got to keep, on top of that too because I could have a panic attack about something's going to happen to them when they're out or they're going to Melbourne or whatever mm. because it's it's a, it's it's a lack of control of the situation and we can't control every situation no. that starts a spiral where you feel like you're out of control. Mm. Mm. And
1: we can't. Mm. You're right. I tried to control absolutely everything in life for many years and, and you can't. You're right. Yeah. Um, so, how do you deal, you know, you haven't had a panic attack for a couple of years. Why not?
2: Yeah, well, that's a great question. And it's funny, and uh, we're talking about the flying thing, because that was a trigger. And now we can't fly anywhere because of COVID, okay? now at the So, moment, you're cheering. <laughs> well, it's funny. I feel like I'm okay that I can do it again now. Yeah. Okay, after like quite a time. But it's untested. And mm. I don't know if that's a. A thing, but to be honest with you, how how did I? I just I just arrived at this feeling like I don't know why I'm worrying about flying. I'm not f- scared of dying in the plane. It's the claustrophobic feeling is that I'm stuck in the plane Isn't for okay. how many hours. Yep. So mm-hmm. I've got no fear about it. And I've uh, flown stacks previous to all this, but I just feel like I think I've just arrived at a, a space where I think I don't know why. I need to worry about it. I don't think I – it's not serving me. I Mm. think I – you know, It's. it's, I I wish I could tell you the steps that I got to arriving but it was just a process that I went through and, you know, talking to people and working through it and it just took time for me to, I I think, arrive at the space now where um, I'm okay. You'll know about it if you see photos of me overseas (laughs) on my (laughs) Facebook page that I've I've tackled that demon. And and I don't know if I'll ever really truly – master that it'll just be something that i'll just need to be aware of and
0: but to, sure. to, for, for people to relate to that is that kind of like you know you start your job right and mm-hmm. you you you're anxious about the start of your job and then you you get better at your job and certain things fall into place and and you get better and you're more comfortable and yes you're rolling along and then one day you get there and you just sort of look back a couple of weeks and you go I'm flying at this. Yeah, th- Sorry about the pun. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm flying at this and it's it's pretty yeah. easy I and I don't that. have to think about it.
2: Yes. Is it kind of like that Maybe. Yeah, I think it is. I think you just get – you arrive at a space where, you know, I, I think I'm okay. The fear of my flying is a fear that I might have a panic attack in the plane and – yeah. Then what do they do to me? Do they Jack strap elf. me down, or <laughs> <laughs> they
1: open the door?
2: <laughs> but, but you're right. I think you just get. To but but a stage. Trav,
1: do you reckon? Oh, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. So you know, you had your first panic attack in Queensland. Three days later, you're still feeling pretty crappy. You didn't really know what was going on, mm-hmm. and you get in the plane. Do you think you made an attachment?
2: Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Um, there's a couple of things that happened during that week and, and it was like the culmination at that moment and there's no doubt that I've somehow attached that to that experience and, and look, I could have something else. It, <laughs> of
1: course, it could have been any yeah. any other thing. Yes. But obviously but you were happened, vulnerable. You know,
2: in the car with a confined space and the plane and I think it's a trigger. It's like, mm. you dare I say it, you know, that first drink you'd Drunk that you got drunk on the smell of it. Just you just can't handle yep. it anymore. Yeah, my it's wife's just... got that. Yeah, <laughs> There's a, a drink that she will
0: never drink again.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm. So yeah, I think you're right, Nadia. It it tr- it would trigger. Uh, it would trigger for sure.
1: Mm. Yeah, and we've got to be really careful about these things that we attach to. And you yeah. know, my understanding is it's, it's like people who. Can't walk into a crowd, a large crowd, yeah. because they've had a situation on or near it or entering it that now they've made this attachment that I can't walk into a large crowd because I'm going to have a panic attack. Yeah, can that it is be then, then that you do something else?
0: Can it be then that you fill your life with other things that yeah, you never fly again? <laughs> well,
1: I mean, not <laughs> well. Not you the, don't have to fly. See, see, at least you've attached it to something that. You can live the rest of your life and not fly. No, it's not the answer. No, that's right. It, you're not overcoming the problem. Correct. But I guess you're right, Bernie, had of Trav attached it more so to with the driving. Now, that is life-changing, yeah?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. you got to drive. Yeah, if you can't get in a car or someone else's car. For me, um, it felt like I was broken and I needed to fix myself, and, and it felt like I was the only one that had this thing. And I know I wasn't, but... You, you seem to think that that's the mm. case. it's not true. and mm. I think for for me my my story is you, you don't have had to have experienced a horrific childhood or you you had something terrible happen to you this this anxiety is non-discriminating. it can happen to people who are blessed that are that have got everything going okay and then something might go wrong and, and it doesn't
0: just happen to grown men you know no. there aren't there's teenage kids out there yeah. that, and younger that that something has triggered and it, it bothers them yes um and it bothers them more and more and more and more and more oh. and builds up like you've like you've described yeah.
2: so like it happened to me in my early 40s and i'm nearly 50 so i've had uh, 10 years of it you know i feel sorry for kids that might get it in in teenage or younger, and then they've got the whole rest of, of their life, the
0: battle. Does it wear? Um, does it wear you down?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. It takes the shine off everything. Yeah, right. Um, you know that the world to me is a, is a different place, and I and I, I don't say that flippantly. It's just a different.
0: Mm. It's just different. It used to be super exciting, and, yeah. and there was a spark.
2: Yeah, not all the time, but yeah, you're yeah, right. You're not yeah, not all the time. Yeah, yeah, Life's yeah. not like that. Yeah. It's like it's this there's a it's the dark cloud that you hear people speak about. It's um the black dog. I know you've you've done a lot of work in that space, Bernie. It's just a
0: it's just something that's there. Sure. Yep. And it's not always in front of you. No. But no. sometimes it's just the door that hasn't closed. Yeah. That you talked about. Yeah. Yep.
1: And you know, would you agree, Trav, it's not that you've had ten bad years. No. You know, so I don't want people out there to think, holy crap, that's what I've just been diagnosed with or or that's how I'm I'm feeling. Um, There's no that's way
2: that's it. Yeah, it's not. Um part of this is me saying, I'm I'm okay now, I'm I'm better and um maybe my gift is that, you know, because I've been able to overcome it then then someone else might be able to talk to me, I might be able to help them or hear my story. But you can't you can't give from a place you haven't been. You can't talk to someone about this that hasn't been there. I didn't get it until it happened to me. I just just, just can't. And and if nobody shares their story about it because, you know, I'm fearful of being judged, you know, am I man enough? Does does this make me weak? There's a time and a place in our society where that would have been maybe yes, but thank God it's not now. And what you guys are doing is testimony to that. But if people say that this happens and they can seek help, then then that's the right Absolutely. answer. Don't, don't, don't not fly. Don't not get in a car. Don't not live your life, because it will become
0: debilitating if you let it. If you don't deal with it, and and you can find another angle in your life
1: that you can yes. control
0: along. You know, yeah. it doesn't have to be all controlling, obviously, but, no. you know, find the thing that does make you happy. What makes you happy now, mate?
2: Yeah, it's just, it's funny because that's a great question. So I used to, you know, it might have been being in a room with 100 people partying. Yep. Yeah, but that's not me now.
0: You, did you DJ work for a while? I
2: did a little bit of that at yeah. one stage.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He's an all-rounder,
2: remember?
0: Yeah, that's right.
2: But, but now... Um, it's just been at home with my family um and i don't know if covid's done this to any other any other people but i've just realized that i'm okay with my own self mm. number 1 so i'm starting this journey's made me start to i don't want to say the word love myself because i don't i don't know i don't know if that's the right word yeah. or i don't feel comfortable saying it but like yeah, yeah. myself yeah and not feel that i'm it's about broken. being comfortable
1: yeah yeah that's huge it is huge yeah. to get to that point because um Typically, anxiety sufferers, you know, they are scared of even themselves. So you've obviously come a long way, and that's that's a very and that uh, can be
0: self-destructive,
1: again yeah, for and sure. again,
0: thinking you're not good enough and you're not well enough for and sure. you're never going to do this. And oh damn, today I, I still struggle with that. I, th- I mm. thought I was up. I thought I was up. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not.
2: Yeah,
1: you know what, though, Trav. You know, you, you started off with it, but it's one of the most, I think, one of the most powerful positive affirmations, and it's simple. And it's I am enough.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I hope I am. I'm trying to be.
1: Part
0: of what you're doing here today, you're enough, mate.
1: Mm. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Hey, I'll let Bernie ask this question because then he feels left out.
0: I do left out. I am left out, or am I not left out?
1: No. Well, if I don't let you ask this question, you I always say, to me, oh, "I feel left out." I wanted to ask that.
0: Uh, we all know so- who controls this little <laughs> little game that we've got going on here. <laughs> oh, ain't this black duck, I can tell you, <laughs> mate. Um, I asked you before what makes you happy. But if if you could, if you could put on a billboard a message to either society or just to your kids, perhaps, mm. what would it say?
2: Yeah, I, I actually, I've heard you ask this a couple of times. I've come a little bit prepared. Is it all right if I read oh, something Oh Go out. for it, oh. please. <laughs> and the only reason I'm reading this out is because so um, I, I love this this mantra and it's something that I adopted, you know, during my struggles and um, and it's by Haim Ginott. I hope I'm saying his name correct. He's old, so he's probably not with us anymore, so it's okay. So this is what I'd have on my billboard, Bernie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have come to the frightening conclusion that I am the divisive element it is my personal approach that creates the climate. It is my daily mood that makes the weather. I possess tremendous power to make life miserable or joyous. I can be a tool of torture or an instrument of inspiration. I can humiliate or humour, hurt or heal. In all situations, it's my response that decides whether a crisis is escalated or de-escalated. A person is humanised or dehumanised. If we treat people as they are, we make them worse. If we treat people as they ought to be, we help them become all that they are capable of becoming.
1: Wow, that is awesome. We'd need a big billboard. Yeah, it would be. It'd have to be in big Yeah, font. big. Oh, that's... You'll have to send me that, Trav. Yeah, I love I
0: like it. That. I do like that.
2: Mm. Yeah. I just think that uh, my anxiety is is my own internal working and... um. But to take that another step further, my, the, the way that I treat people in my different encounters with them during the day can have a, an impact on the way that they feel. So not just how does someone make me feel about myself, how What am I doing to ensure that I'm not the problem to someone else's anxiety sure. or
0: yeah sure. Or, or allowing them to be um, a better version of themselves. After their interaction with you. Mm. Correct. 100%. And that's, that's awesome.
1: The world needs more people like you, Travis Cartwright. <laughs> hey, Trav, as you know, because you've listened to all our podcasts. Yes, I have. We asked six quick questions. So that was Bernie's question. This yep, is mine.
0: I don't get any more.
2: <laughs> <laughs> whiskey or rum? I'm definitely a whiskey guy.
1: Text or call?
2: Call. Call.
1: Cool. Giving or receiving?
2: I like a bit of both, but it'd be giving would be the. Yep. My, my parents, uh, sorry, my kids and my wife might say the opposite. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we all like to receive yeah, too. Yeah, Let's be honest. Facebook or Instagram?
2: Yeah, Facebook. I feel like I'm cheating on Facebook if I go on Instagram. I do have an Instagram account, but I, I, can, only, I can only manage one social media uh, avenue. I'm not multi-social like that. <laughs> yeah.
1: High school or adult life?
2: Oh, take me back to high school. Best years yeah. of my life. Um, yeah. You were there, <laughs> although a couple of years younger, but you, yeah. You I had long it. hair then too, didn't you? No, just probably not too dissimilar to this, actually. Okay. Um, a bit of a joke, uh, we watched Dirty Dancing at a video. Remember when you used to have video nights at school and you'd sleep over? Yeah. And all the girls thought Patrick Swayze looked pretty cool, sure. so me and David Palmerson decided the next day we'd go to school, we'd part our hair to the side as a bit of a joke. And one of the girls said to me, it actually looks better than the what you've Normally done, and it stuck with me. Oh, there you go. The, the, the <laughs> hairstyle from Patrick. A bit of positive affirmation. Inspired
0: by, yeah.
1: Inspired by Patrick Swayze. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, right. He's dead now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll rock it for him. You can do it.
0: You can do it on his behalf.
1: Are you a scruncher or a folder?
2: Well, this is going to upset you. I'm not just a folder. I'm a precise folder. It's a very neat oh, fold. Oh no! Yeah, I, I'm sorry.
1: Oh no, you are weird. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's true. <laughs> no, nah,
1: that's awesome. Trav, again, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. And and I know, I know our listeners will get plenty out of it. And like I said, the world does need more of you. Thank you for coming on FYI.
2: Thank you for having me. Well, you're good luck. Thanks, Fendi. For-